I'm Melissa White, and welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. This is a show to help inspire you to live your life to the fullest, but really to learn about those that guide us, our unseen helpers, guides, angels, loved ones in spirit that walk beside us in this life. I'll share with you personal experiences from my life as a professional medium and mentor. I'll also offer you insight into working with the spirit world and introduce you to guests that I find fascinating and that might lead you on your own journey to further discover your own soul's gifts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White, and this is a special episode. I'm here today live in the Spirit Room Facebook group and going to be doing a bit of a Q&A episode. So I'll be answering questions from listeners. And so the reason I love to do these episodes is because oftentimes people will email or message me asking me about questions surrounding like experiences they've had, things that happened with their own connection to spirit and their loved ones in spirit or synchronicities or different miracles that they've experienced. And I always think, oh, it's so wonderful to be able to share it with other people because I think that when we do that, you start to recognize, first of all, you're not alone in your spiritual journey and also that you start to realize what's actually possible. You know, that these types of things, sometimes we didn't even know it was possible. So I think sharing of that information, sharing of experiences, sharing of stories is really, really useful, meaningful, and uh, beneficial to us. So that's why I love to do these types of episodes. So wherever you're listening, wherever you are in the world, I hope that you're well. So let's just see. Wanted to say hello. I see Emma's there. Hi, Emma, Cheryl, Leah, Cindy. Perfect. Wonderful. So we can we can get started. The first question I wanted to chat about, Megan uh, had posted in the Facebook group asking me to elaborate on experiences that I've had with spirit coming through that they had dementia, Alzheimer's in life. And what's really interesting is that, I, and I chatted about this briefly before, but basically when I first started providing readings, I didn't know that actually somebody, if they're here in the physical world, if they have Alzheimer's, dementia, anything like that, they actually can easily come through in a reading as if they were in spirit. Like there doesn't seem to, there isn't a huge difference in the way that they feel. And usually if I'm doing a mediumship reading, there is a big difference between somebody that's a spirit person that's coming through and when I'd be tapping into the energy of somebody who's here in the physical world, it does feel different. So I was puzzled. I would do a reading, I would describe, a, say like a grandmother, all about her, all about her life. And I would say, I feel like she passed from like illness. Maybe I did, wasn't aware at that point in my development, like, oh, that it had been dementia or something like that. But my client would look at me and be like, well, that sounds exactly like my grandma and that's her name and everything, but she's not in spirit. She's here in the physical world. And so it happened a few times. So I started to recognize that, oh, like there is something to this. Now, I think the reason why it can happen is because when someone is 
um, experiencing dementia. Their consciousness is actually kind of here, but it's also almost mostly in, in the spirit world already. So even though the physical body is here, they sometimes go in and out of that awareness, in and out of that consciousness. And so it is possible. It is something that does happen. It does occur. And so I just find it so fascinating. So I think it's a good thing to know if you are like providing readings and it happens to you that that is a possibility. So now if it does occur, I kind of can tell now the difference, but it, it's taken some, some practice and some experience to get there. But if it does happen and I'm talking about someone and they're like, no, that's like my grandma who's here, she's alive. I will just say, oh, it, it prompts me to say, does she by any chance have dementia, Alzheimer's, anything like that? And if she does, then I know that's what's occurring there. And I think too, it's an interesting thing because when spirit comes through and they've experienced dementia or Alzheimer's in their lifetime, they always seem to be very, very so like grateful and so pleased to have all of their marbles. Like that's a common thing that they'll say to me that they have their all their faculties in check in spirit. So they've got the clarity of mind and they have their independence back. And it feels amazing to have that in the spirit world. They also oftentimes have mentioned that what we perceive them to be going through, which is definitely challenging and it is difficult to see of course your loved one deteriorate in that way and to go through that kind of illness it's incredibly profound but what they mention to me often is that it's not quite as bad for them as we might think like they're because their consciousness is already kind of in spirit it's almost like they're not experiencing it to the extent here in the physical world that we might think or that we might see. So I understand that the physical body has to go through what it goes through, but it's just important, I think, to recognize that maybe the spirits or the person's experience of it may not be as horrific, actually, as we might be worried about. So I do think that's important to, to recognize. I see Megan's there. Yeah, so Megan, just chatting about the question that you had around the dementia. And also it'll be a podcast episode. So I'm recording that as we speak. So you'll be able to refer back and listen to that episode. So I think that is an interesting, it's an interesting thing to consider. I have done once actually, I was asked to go to a facility for the elderly, like to do some readings for them. It was a bit of some card readings, like psychic kind of reading. And then I also provided some mediumship for some of them. And I actually used to do a lot of my demonstrations, my public demonstrations in a facility like that, where there's a lot of elderly people. And obviously like a lot of people passed away there. And I always was sort of like wondering, oh, am I, I'm going to pick up on any kind of like, not random spirits, but am I going to pick up on like people not connected to my clients because just this place that we're in, but it was, it was always fairly, I, I didn't notice that to be a problem. But so I went to do these readings for some of the elderly people at this home and it went well. There was one lady that wasn't verbal. She wasn't able to communicate. And I thought, okay, how am I going to do this? Like I was really nervous about how she was going to be able to receive it. And it was kind of, it was kind of interesting because she sat with me 
And I told her everything that came through. And there was a connection with spirit that was, I believe it was her husband that was coming through. But it was so beautiful because she didn't speak. She didn't tell me, she couldn't tell me yes or no or anything. But I just kept giving the information. At one point, she had tears in her eyes. And it just seemed to me that she had these like moments of real like clarity. I could kind of see even the look on her face was different. And it touched her. And it was very much like just me speaking. And I think also there was a bit of a healing energy working between us. But that was an experience that I'll never forget. Like just that she didn't need to say anything and it still was meaningful and it was a good experience i think it was something that she needed to know she needed to hear that her loved ones were would be waiting for her like when it, time comes for her to pass that she will be re reunited with them that was a huge comfort so i think yeah anything anything is possible anytime i doubt and think oh i don't know how i'm going to do this spirit always figures it out always finds a way so amazing to have that trusting relationship. And I suppose it works both ways. They trust that I'm going to do it. I'm going to show up. I'll, I'll take direction from them. I'll listen. So I think that's why it works. I'm looking I'm seeing people join, people watching. Can anyone comment just so I can make sure that you're able to comment with your questions? You can just say hello or something. I just want to make sure that that's all good. But yeah, so hopefully, Megan, hopefully that answers your question a little bit. I think when people are experiencing, even, even if it's not dementia or Alzheimer's, if they're experiencing illness and they're coming to the end of life, I really notice that when they come through to talk about the end of their life, oftentimes they do really make me aware that they had almost like an increased in their intuition. They had more spiritual experiences leading up, miraculous type things, synchronicities. And that makes sense to me because they're getting closer and closer to the other side. They're getting closer and closer to being in um, total connection with the spirit world. And so oftentimes that period of time at the very end, if you have ever spent time with anyone that's in the process of getting to the point where they're going to pass. It's such an intense feeling, but it's also such a beautiful energy and atmosphere because you can actually kind of feel that um, closeness of spirit. Oftentimes the room really feels like vibrating with angels. I'm curious if anyone's had that experience with a loved one or anyone that's, I know some of you here are like nurses and stuff. It would be wonderful to know that if you felt that in the room. I did one time go to a client of mine. It was her mother-in-law who was passing, elderly lady, beautiful lady. And um, she wasn't able to speak or she wasn't conscious. She was basically uh, not able to respond. But my client had asked if I would go and just sit with her and, and spend time with her and just see what happened. I basically thought, well, I'll go. I'll bring some healing. And she wanted me just to maybe talk to her and, and give her some insight or give her a little bit of reassurance about the spirit world and things like that. So I did it, again, not knowing really what to expect. And it was so beautiful. She hadn't been responsive. She hadn't been um, moving around or anything. I sat with her. I talked to her. But mostly I just held space. 
I just was there and I just, it's almost like allowed spirit to come and be with us. And I just held her hand and she actually had kind of, when I had moved away, she had kind of taken her hand to almost like, like squeeze it or almost like bring me closer, bring me back. And my client said she was shocked because her mother-in-law apparently usually was not somebody that was, um, very touchy feely. <laughs> so she probably in like if she had been in her regular normal everyday sort of consciousness and state of mind she would have been offended if I had touched her arm or her hand <laughs> but she actually wanted she wanted that closeness which to me was one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced it felt just amazing it was exquisite energy like she was really really being embraced by spirit and I think that her soul felt it even though she couldn't really tell me that or reply back to anything so that was a lovely that was a lovely thing to be able to witness so yeah that's definitely something that i could say is quite profound if you've if you've had that experience all right so i'm not seeing any comments so i don't know if it's possible if you guys are able to if it's not working i have had lots of tech issues lately so it wouldn't surprise me but i'll go on here with the questions the other question tina was asking how past lives can affect this lifetime. And so it's a huge topic. I would say that there's mixed opinions on this. From my experience and from the readings that I've done and through my own life, I think that past lives or past incarnations can have huge, a huge effect on this life. I would say you always kind of have to look at it though with a grain of salt. Like you don't want to get so obsessed with your past lives and past incarnations that you're not focused on this one. So when I look at past lives, I'm always looking for what would be helpful. What would be most helpful for me to know, for my client to know? What can we take from that life that would be empowering? What can we release from that lifetime? What is it that's important for us to recognize we don't need to carry any longer? That's really where my mind goes. That's where I want to focus with the past lives. And so I think oftentimes there's things that we bring forward that are kind of like little um, gifts from past lives. So for instance, this is one that was brought up to me and I'd, it made sense to me. I hadn't been aware of it, but I had someone that I trust that was tuning in and offering me a bit of like a soul reading. And he said that, oh, I see this past life where you were actually like this entertainer, this performer, you were a singer. And you were on stage and you're so fabulous and just act like absolutely loving being in that energy, in that sort of performance and being in front of a crowd and all this stuff. And he was kind of mentioning that like, it's still in me. There's, there's still that sort of energy in me. And it's so interesting because I've always loved to sing, always loved to sing. I was in choir, whole elementary school, all of high school. And I was friends with people who were so talented, like musicians and singers. And I always appreciated that in them so much. I am not, I don't think, a good singer. I would try. Like, I just felt so moved by the music. I loved being in choir because I loved the energy when everyone would sing together. It would make me sometimes, like, emotional. Like, I would feel, like, teary-eyed. So I was really into, like, the experience that it brought people and, like, the experience that it brought us as the people that were performing. I loved the energy of it. But then I think people assumed, like teachers and stuff, assumed that I was really going to be like a good singer because I had such a passion for it and I loved it so much. 
but I was not good. Like I didn't learn how to read music in this life. I think it was just like I had a love for it, but it's not like a natural talent in this life. But what strikes me as interesting is that I do love when I do my bigger demonstrations, my bigger groups, my workshops, when I have speaking uh, engagements and things like this, where I get to be in front of a group and I get to have this experience with people that moves people. That's like my best energy. That's like where I feel so alive and I do love it. And so it was cool to be reminded of this or to be have this past life brought to mind because it was like, oh, I can still access that. I can still be that person and, and enjoy it in this life because there is a side of me that is very like actually quite introverted quite shy like so I almost have a bit of an internal struggle with it because part of me wants to experience that and be sort of out there and and be in that energy and there's also part of me that's like no <laughs> so I think it was cool to know oh wait a minute maybe that love for that for music and love for performance and all that comes from somewhere and that maybe I could still access it just in a different way in this life. So that's one way that past lives can affect this one. I think oftentimes what I've seen it come up where someone has passed away at the same age or around the same age many lifetimes. And so sometimes in this life, what can happen is if you're nearing a certain age and it's freaking you out or you're getting like major fear or anxiety, Sometimes when I look into that, I'll see, oh, it's because you have passed away at that age so many times. So sometimes it's just helpful to know, okay, wait a minute, like that was in the past. There's a reason you're having this, this reaction. It's because your soul remembers, even if your logical mind, you know, isn't aware of it. So sometimes just knowing that and that there's a reason for it can help you to relax, settle down and not be so fearful. So that's a thing. Phobias, yes, I do think that sometimes when we have phobias that there's no reason for it, really, like no rational or reasonable explanation, like that can be, not always, but sometimes it can be almost like a, something that's been brought over from a previous lifetime. And so knowing about it can give you an opportunity to acknowledge it and then hopefully release it, let it go, recognizing you don't actually need to hold on to the energy of that in this life. I think also you can, you can experience past lives too, where sometimes it's just relationships, like insight into certain relationships in your life. One common one that I see is a lot of people that think that they have, um, they're very convinced that they have a twin flame type situation. And oftentimes what happens is it's actually somebody that you've had unfinished business with in a previous lifetime, either a very dramatic relationship, very extreme, up and down, or something super, super major with somebody. And then you come into this life and you meet up again, you find each other, and it feels so intense. And even if it's not like a relationship that's healthy or one that is necessarily beneficial to you in this life, you might feel almost like, oh, we're supposed to be together, we're meant to be together, because you have all of this connection and all of this intensity from a previous experience. And so what I find is sometimes that's a common one that women, spiritual women, intuitive women really struggle with, is that they 
think because of that intensity that it means it's like this is their person that's it the be all end all and they almost go through so they're willing to go through so much torture and difficulty and and just toxicity even because they think that oh well it's because i'm supposed to be with this person obviously and actually it's more like unresolved not not every time but a lot of the time what i've seen it's unresolved issues from a previous life and the reason they've come into this life with you you've met up is to kind of resolve this and resolving it can mean actually letting it go resolving can mean loving yourself enough to be able to walk away letting go of addiction because i really do think that like energy can be addictive <laughs> connections with people can be addictive codependent all of this stuff so it is interesting to look at that so that is one way that it could affect you in this life i know also there are people that talk about like birthmarks being significant sometimes as far as like how you might have passed in a previous life. I've got a birthmark at the back of my neck. So does my daughter. So does my paternal grandma. And so does my son. So it's interesting to look at that and think, okay, what is that about? I think there, yeah, it's possible. I, I don't know who actually has the authority to say, yes, that's 100% valid. I guess we'll find out when we all get back to spirit and we can ask. From what I get from spirit, yeah, like it, all of these things are possible from previous lifetimes. I just think the thing to be careful about is like I said, you don't want to be so obsessed with looking and digging into your past lives that you're missing out on this one or you're not living this life. This life is definitely the most important life because it's the one that we're in. Now, it can be argued that we're in multiple lives at the same time. We start getting into quantum physics and things that I literally do not understand. But to simplify it, I think, yes, this one is the most important because we're in it right now. So what we do now does matter. But is it okay to look back? Yes. I think it's okay to look back and it's okay to see what we can bring forward positively. And then if there's anything that we can let go, I've seen flashes of past lives, sometimes meditation, sometimes just by asking, you know, so just sitting with spirit and asking to be shown. So you'll also have a sense too, sometimes with people, like friendships, things like this. I've had a couple of friends in my life where the moment I've met them, I knew them and they felt the same. And it's just like immediate connection, immediate sense of familiarity and of camaraderie and caring for one another. And I think that does oftentimes come from previous, previous relationships in other lifetimes. One in particular, a friend of mine that I've known for years, we met in a class at, that we were taking on online and we've been so close ever since talk every day and they're or in contact every day and there's a sense that and I've seen it for us and then I've also been told like when I've received readings and stuff that we had been sisters in a previous life and it's interesting the person who was reading it for me and said that we'd been sisters it's actually we spent time and we had been sisters in the part of the world that she lives in now and it's a place that I feel totally drawn to, I've been to, but not the exact place where she lives. And I really want to go there. And so that's on the, the list of things to do that I want. It's on my list of places to go and experiences to have. This is somebody that I know so well. And yet it's been like eight years and we haven't met in person. But we have like such a close relationship. So it's interesting how that works, how that happens. Physically, I think, yes, there's sometimes some things that can be carried over as far as like difficulties with certain parts of the body. And I think when we come, become aware of that, sometimes just acknowledging it 
is enough to then know how to kind of shift it a bit. So it is very, it is very fascinating. I always like Brian Weiss, Dr. Brian Weiss, Many Lives, Many Masters. That's an amazing book to, to reference. I also think that there's, yeah, there's different ways that you can look at um, past lives. Some people do regression. I think that's a quite involved, quite involved process. But if you're really wanting to dive deep, then certainly that's something that you could pursue. I think that also it's possible that we access the Akashic Records more easily. It's kind of like more easily than we might think. So the Akashic Records is essentially what we call like the memory of the universe. And so all of the incarnations that we've ever had, the memories, the words spoken, everything that we, every action that we've taken, every thought that we've had, same for animals have the Akashic Records, places like geographic places have Akashic Records. You can also look into it that way, just more like a reading going into it. But it's not as complicated, I think, as people think it is. So that is something that we can probably chat about on a further or a, an episode down the road if there's interest. So I'm seeing everybody watching. I still don't see comments, so I have a funny feeling that you're not able to comment, but if you can, I would love to see them. So if you can comment on the Facebook there, that would be great. But Tina, hopefully that answers your question. If it doesn't, definitely remind me next class and um, I can touch on it a little bit more. So Allison was asking about my take on premonitions, especially for yourself. So. This, I think, is, is a big topic. Old school psychics, I think, basically, most people came to them because they wanted to know about the future. And I think they didn't necessarily want to know anything other than what they can do to prevent going through difficulties and challenges. And so lots of times when you hear about people that used to go to psychics even like 25 years ago, 30 years ago, they'd be like, giving them these wild warnings. Everything was very fear-based, negative. Like, you'll meet a man named Edgar. Do not engage with him or he's going to rob you or he's going to, you know, ruin your life. Or There would always be these big, grand predictions. And I think it's evolved. I think this work has evolved since then. Certainly, predictions, premonitions come up, especially if someone's coming and they're wanting to talk about life, like they, they want a psychic reading, intuitive reading, soul reading. I find the ones that I'm most comfortable with are the ones that just come up organically. So if I'm tuning into someone and I'm telling them stuff, and then I have a feeling and a vision and a, a sense of information coming through that I know is potential for the future, I feel really confident in sharing that with someone. When someone specifically asks, oh, Will I blah, blah, blah? You know, when will I have this? When will I do this? Is this person the one? There's all these questions, specific questions people have. I feel less inclined to trust the future information when it comes to that because I almost feel like it's something that's being pushed. Or if the person has too much of a vested interest or like they're too emotionally attached to the outcome, I think it can mess up the energy when we're looking forward. I also believe, and this is, you could talk to many different mediums, many different psychics, and lots of people have different opinions. So I'm not claiming that like whatever I say is it, like it's my way or the highway. I don't think that way. But in my experience, my opinion, a lot of our life is down to free will, like a lot. 
some things, yes, I think are pretty much set for us, like almost like predetermined, destined, I guess, if you want to say. But I don't think it's everything. And I don't even think it's for the most part. I think that there are many different ways we can live out our path. So when someone asks me, am I on the right path? I always sort of pause and explain, well, how it's almost impossible to to not be because like it depends what you're trying to achieve. If you believe that we come here to learn and grow and to evolve and progress, then even if you're on a path that's going to lead you to something difficult, something that you don't necessarily want to go through, who's to say, who am I to say that that's wrong? You may need that experience. So I'm not really here to give someone a cheat sheet for life and say, hey, if you do this and this, you can avoid this heartache. I'm looking at, okay, this is the potential for you and your future. This is what comes up. How can I help that person to empower themselves to have the the most beneficial experience, to have the experience that is going to be for their highest and best you know, interest? Like, what's going to be needed for them in this life. So obviously we don't want to go through pain and torture and trauma if we don't have to. But I think there are certain times when we are going to have to be uncomfortable. We are going to have to go through disappointment. We are going to have to go through loss. There's, There's some of those things that we won't be able to avoid. So it's more complicated than I think people think. Do I get a ton of premonitions for myself? Not really. There's things that I sometimes can see if I really want to look into the future as far as potential. And I have a knowing about it, but I wouldn't say that it's like set in stone or it's something that I feel like I know everything that's going to happen. There's plenty of things in my life that have occurred that have been surprises to me. And people are always happy to point that out. Like, oh, I thought you were psychic. Like, oh, I'm psychic. You've been married two times. Like all this stuff. People have a lot to say about it. I would just say, I, the only way I can explain it is, What would be the point of me being here in this life if I knew every single thing that was going to happen to me? Like, why? if I have no choice and I have no free will and I just know everything about everyone and everything, well, why would I even be here? What is the point of that? So I still have to be human. I still have to live a human experience. I don't get to be the like this chosen one that gets to avoid the lessons of life. I, I have to experience them deeply. I feel like I deeply experience life lessons all the time. So I guess, Allie, to answer your question, it's harder to trust what you receive for yourself because you're always in the back of your mind going to be a little bit questioning because oftentimes, you know, we might pull cards for ourselves or use a pendulum for ourselves or whatever. Obviously, there's an outcome that we want. Usually, there's something that we would prefer to have be the answer. And so even when you get the answer, like using a tool like that, you're still going to doubt it. You're like, well, it's just because that's what I want to hear. Is that just, am I making that happen? Like we're just by nature as humans, we're like that. Or if it isn't, then I always find that people are like, oh, well, let me try again. So I think all of us want to hear kind of what we want to hear, not necessarily always what's there, what's true. So Yes, it's possible to get some some predictive stuff about yourself. Is it easy to trust? Not really. I think it takes a lot of time to build that trust. I also think that we're not necessarily going to be given too much information about ourselves future-wise. I think it would be more beneficial. I like to use my intuition to tune into 
myself now? How am I feeling now? What's my energy now? What do I need to do in the here and now? How can I live my life here and now? And that is the overwhelming response from spirit all the time is that they really want for us to make the most out of this time here, this life. So it's cool to look back and it's good to connect with spirit and it's good to look at the future and wonder and be curious and set some, set some intentions for sure. But there's that quote, I don't know who it's, I have to find out who wrote it, but basically they said like, the best way to predict the future is to create it. And I know it sounds weird coming from a, someone who's psychic, but I do actually believe that to be really true. I think your actions, your intentions, your words matter. And it is up to us really what we want to do with the potential that we have. So there you have it. Now, having said that, there's been lots of times where I have made all kinds of predictions and I don't even remember what I've said. Like there's people that will like email me a year after they, they've had a reading and I've told them things and they'll say, guess what? You said this about October of this year and it happened exactly when you said, or you told me about this house that I was going to end up in, I was going to buy, and this is exactly what it looked like in your mind's eye and this is where we're at now. Or you saw a baby girl for me and at the time I didn't like, well, at the time I didn't, you know, know how that was going to happen. I've had one of my very first professional readings that I conducted. I had a young woman sitting in front of me and I did a reading, was pulling angel cards. I looked at this one card and I said, oh, it's, you're pregnant. And she didn't look at all pregnant. She looked not pregnant at all. And she said, no. And I said, oh, weird. I just, I hear it so clearly. I see it like that you're pregnant. And she's like, no, no, no. And she seemed like not offended, but a little bit like disturbed by this. So I said, oh, okay, that's weird. Okay. I'm not sure. And then I, I kind of like was like, okay, just carried on and whatever. And she had ended up, I think it was about a week later, two weeks later, she emailed me and she said, do you remember when you said I was pregnant? She's like, I just took a test and yes, I am. And she was only like five or six weeks or something like at the time. So it taught me something that yes, like we can know that information. And even if the person we're telling isn't aware of it yet. So that is a thing that happens. So yes, of course, like there's many predictions that I've made that have come to be. I think there's probably also things that I've said that probably haven't for people. And I don't think that it's because the prediction necessarily is wrong. I think that maybe it's involving free will choices that have either been made by the person that I gave the prediction to or made by some people connected to that person. And and that's okay. I mean, that's that can happen. So I'm always careful to say like don't feel like because this is coming up as a potential that it means 1000% no matter what this is going to happen to you. Like you kind of have to recognize that like there's so many variables things can things can change but i am a believer that the main things the big things that we are meant to or supposed to or destined to experience we will so i don't think you can miss something actually that's meant for you and i know that's a controversial topic i'm on tiktok and i, I sometimes feel like i want to just run away from it because there's a lot of heated debates and a lot of opinions about stuff like this and i see a lot of people saying like I'm right, you're wrong, there is no other way. People like people that are psychic and mediums. And I always look at it like, well, this is my experience. I'll share with you my experience. But I will never say to you, 
like I'm 100%. I'm not God. I do not know everything. So just use that as a disclaimer. I do not know everything there is to know in the world. Okay. So it's important to state that. But yeah, premonitions, predictions, it's kind of wild sometimes too, because I think you have to test it. So I start doing it with little things. Like I'll be like, sometimes at the beginning of a week, you could try this. If you're listening to this or you're watching, you could try making, just tuning in and saying to spirit, what's two or three things that I'm going to experience this week? And not stuff that you're going to experience, but like things that might be a little bit unknown or unexpected to you. It could be little, it could be insignificant, but if you write them down and then you look back at the end of the week and you notice that all three of those things you did experience, you did, they did occur, it'll build your confidence and you can learn to kind of trust that. So it is, I think it's worthwhile looking at for potential for the future, but I'd be more inclined to look at, okay, that's the potential. How can I best get there? And using my intuition and asking spirit for guidance as far as like how to, and how can I utilize the energy that's available to me? How can I live this life in the best way? That's where I would want to put my attention and my energy. And that's sometimes not the answer that people want. Like I do have clients that I think really want me to tell them exactly what to do, how to do it. They want an absolute, like me to basically take over their responsibility for their life. And I won't do it. I don't do it. And I know people sometimes are disappointed in that. I know people are pissed off sometimes that I won't tell them what they want to hear. But I don't think that as far as my own integrity is concerned, I don't think that I could ever live with myself if I was giving that kind of information and I didn't, it didn't resonate for me. It just doesn't, I don't work that way. I'm sure there are people that will do that for you if you want it. Um, but it's not my way of working. I think too, you have to be careful what you tell people. Two things, either sometimes people will hear something other than what you've said. So there are instances where I'll tell people things in a reading and then they'll refer back to it like the next day or something and type me a message and say, when you said blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking oftentimes I don't remember a ton of what I've said because literally it comes through me and then I'm, I'm on to the next thing. But I'll be like, no, I know I didn't say that. <laughs> you know, I, I did not actually say that. What I said was this and this and this. So I think sometimes people hear what they want to hear. I also think too, there are psychics, and I don't know if it's as common now, but there used to be psychics that would say, I see that you're going to die at 42 of a heart attack or something like this. They would literally tell people this. And I think even if that was a potential, even if that's something that you did see for someone as a potential, if you tell somebody this and it becomes a belief of theirs and they fixate on it and all they do is think about it, I mean, is it possible that it becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy? Like, is that a possibility? So, like, I would only ever want to know information from spirit or psychic information for someone else that was going to be helpful, that was going to empower someone, and that there's a chance that they could maybe, if it is going to be something difficult, that they'd have a chance to change it. If there's no chance of doing anything about it, I don't actually want to know that information and I would not want to know it or deliver it to someone and have that become something that's a part of their belief. So you can see how it's complicated. It's not actually like a very cut and dry, yes and no, black and white type topic. There's many, many different beliefs around it. 
So I, I would just say consider that when you're looking at psychic information of any kind. What is the purpose? What is your intention with it? Why do you want to know this information? And so that would be something that would be something to consider. But I think if to keep it simpler, for me, I'm looking at what's going to be helpful. Is this going to help someone? Is it going to bring them healing? Is it helpful for me to offer this to them? If it is difficult information, I, I've talked about this before, you have to be truthful. You have to offer it. But I do believe that there's a way to do that that isn't harsh, that isn't in your face, that isn't blaming, shaming, making someone feel terrible about themselves. I think it's important if you're going to be a reader of any kind or a healer of any kind, really just if you're going to be a person, a human, like in this world today, we have to be looking at ways to find acceptance, non-judgment, like really holding space and bearing witness to people without putting our own beliefs and judgments on them. And I think bias is a huge thing in this work that I do. I see it a lot in people where they'll have an opinion about something and then you can see it reflected in the readings they give, the things that they pick up on or don't pick up on. It's kind of telling like where your energy is as a person can be reflected. And so that's why it's important if you're going to do this, especially if you're going to do this professionally, that you're very sure of who you are. You're very sure of your sort of code of conduct and ethics that you have and that you're very objective. You have an ability to be objective because there's going to be people that come to you that you won't agree with. There's going to be people that come that are very vastly different from you or have had very different experiences in life than you. But you have to be able to hold them in this loving energy and be able to deliver information that's coming through you, not of you, not from what you think. It's actually what you feel and what you can offer, what you can experience and offer them as an experience. So I think that's something to just really be mindful of. And I'm proud to see it in the students that I teach and the ones that are working professionally. I, I see the compassion in them. I see the integrity in them. And I'm proud of them for getting things like last night, I had a student that kept getting the name of the spirit communicator correct. And I was super proud. Like, yes, like that's such amazing progress. But I'm most proud not of their abilities that they've been able to work with and they've been able to build. I'm most proud of the way that they're doing their work. And I think that counts for something. So I feel like that's a good place for me to end. I was hoping for questions from the Facebook group, but I see none. I see no comments. So I think it must be something on my end. But if you're here watching on the live, thank you for being here. I hope it's helpful. I hope it brings you some insight. I'll try to do it more often. And then if you're listening on the podcast, I hope these questions have been interesting for you. If you have more, if you have things that you want to ask about, feel free to join the Facebook group, the Spirit Room Podcast with Melissa White. You can comment in there, put them in there. You can email me. My new website is up, melissawhitemedium.com. And I just added a quiz that you can take. It's on the GIFs gifts page. There's a bunch of meditations and things on there for you, but you can also take this quiz 
answer the questions and you'll find out your sacred soul symbol and there's a little intuitive message there for you so hopefully that's something that you'll enjoy I, there was a lot of people taking it yesterday and i saw a lot of good response to it so i think we yeah of course it's fun we all like to kind of do that kind of thing so if you're interested you can go there there's also some recommendations i think that's a good resource for people that are looking to see what i've read and what i love the list really could be like a hundred books long, but there's a little bit of a starting point there for you. And I would also encourage anybody listening, I do have some space for the one-on-one mentorship. There's two options. You can do three sessions or you can do six. If you're interested, I'm happy to chat about options and what that entails. It's been cool to work with people in this way. There's a lot of progress that I'm seeing and a lot of excitement and anticipation about people getting in touch with who they are and getting in touch with their relationship to spirit and that's where i just feel like oh imagine if we all could be in that relationship with spirit and really foster and nurture that like amazing amazing inspiration we would have and also just the healing that it provides so thank you so much for being here i still have room in the mediumship intensive online course with jennifer dawn that's starting beginning of june so definitely look out for that you can still register and um I would just leave you with a lot of love and hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Take good care and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium, Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.